poop. Yes, Dylan? Dude, you remember Macross? Yes, Solid Dylan, I, I do remember I do remember the Macross. How, how are you on this fine Saturday morning or oh, afternoon? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Life is, life is pretty chill. I, I, I am a tired boy because let me tell you, work, work, work. <laughs> mm, yeah, no, I feel that. Um, yeah. I, oh boy. <laughs> did, you, yes. did, you, did you have a toilet paper incident yourself? No, we'll get there in a second. All I was going to say is like, you know, I'm working food service again and I didn't realize how much like leftover anxiety I had from my previous food service job. So that's been fun tackling that. You mentioned that. Let me tell you, speaking of anxiety, have you ever got so nervous like you have like anxious poops? Yes, that's that's been my week. (laughs) Anxious poops. (laughs) I want to tie that back into Macross somehow, and I'm sure we'll get there at some point during this episode. The super dimensional anxiety. <laughs> Stress poops. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, um, every member of the Macross has had to have some kind of stress. We're moving on. I'm sorry. Super, this dumb. Oh, oh, I just breathe in that dumb. Oh, uh, so good. Um, it's what fuels me. Ooh, before before we move on, um, I, I do want to say a couple of things I've uh, been doing this week that you might take interest into. So I okay. heard about uh, the reunion special for this certain TV show that everybody's really excited for. So I started uh, watching, or if you could say, playing the original. Uh, it's a little game called Final Fantasy VII, and I'm quite digging it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Where, I, where you at? I uh, I just I just got through the Don Corleo's brothel, so I'm heading oh back. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That scene was great, by the way. <laughs> Did you, uh, out of curiosity, because this is something that I definitely missed on my first couple playthroughs? Uh, did you get the other costume pieces? Um, I just got the wig and the dress. There are more because there's more. There's more than two. <laughs> Oh, because I heard there's an option where the Don picks you instead of Tifa or Yeah, uh, er- it, it's based on, like, how much of the side quest you do, because there's a lot of optional content in that quest. Ooh, okay. I, I'll have to know that for next time. Um, yeah, uh, there's, like, a lot of weird missable scenes. Ah, dude, it's it's such a weird moment in that game, but I, I love it. I just love so far how kind of weird and it feels kind of weird and pieced together the game. It has, like, a really good personality to it. So uh, uh, I, I, I love to compare uh, Final Fantasy VII, at least, like, in terms of, like, tone and presentation. I like to compare it to the anime adaptation of Trigun. Okay, I can see that. It really has that, like, kind of careless zaniness to it. And then, like, you know, once things get serious, they get serious. But, like, it really likes to indulge in, like, just how wacky its world is at the start. That, it makes me happy. uh, Until uh, a certain spoiler that everybody knows about happens and stuff gets real. So, 
I would... Hmm. I would argue it doesn't really get serious until after that, but no one talks about what happens after that, so yeah. you're in for a ride. Oh, fantastic. Um, <laughs> I think the other thing I want to mention really quick, uh, so uh, that a little game called Risk System by uh, one Mr. Chris Eakins, who did the key art for our show, came out on Tuesday. And let oh, me tell that? you, nice. that game is awesome. Um Best way I can describe it, uh, imagine if the parry mechanic from Metal Gear Rising uh, had a love child with Ikaruga. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I might just buy it right now, honestly. And uh, this, this will now be the... Uh, <laughs> this will now be the Let's Play Risk System. Do it. Uh, Do it. Do uh, it. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. You're acting like I'm, I'm not, but... Let me just whip out my credit card real quick. Just just whip it out, lay it on the floor for everybody to see. Um, <laughs> get, we need the last three numbers on the back and your mother's maiden name. <laughs> Rick Hunter needs your help, but first he's going to need some financial gain with your credit card. Twelve numbers, not sixteen numbers, uh, three number code on the back. Your mother's maiden name and your social security number. <laughs> <laughs> Super dimensional identity theft, am I right? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, oh lord. <laughs> anything you have on your mind before we uh, roll into this? Um, I really need to think of a topic to stall while I put in well, my well, credit card well, number. Put, put in your credit card number. So yeah. um, I will say, uh, going back to Final Fantasy VII for a second... Uh, mm-hmm. I did really enjoy uh, the comedic timing is really good in that game so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, when they're all confronting the Don and Tifa's uh, it, uh, Cloud's like first like I'll cut it off. And then Eris is like I'll rip it off. And then Tifa's all like I'll smash I'll it. smash him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I really, like, you know, everybody who's played Final Fantasy VII once the remake got announced, like, back in, and by announced, I mean when the the teaser, like, the dream of the remake got announced back in, like, 2005 or something, everyone was like, how would they do the the wall market segment? (laughs) And I feel like that's only snowballed, that's only snowballed more and more, like, today, now with, like, the modern discourse where it's like, is this okay? I think it is, but I'm a cis man, so who knows? Yeah, I, <laughs> it's, I, I think at least uh, sharing a similar perspective on it, at least in my opinion, I think it's all in good fun, so yeah. it's not really. I think, I think the thing for me that, like, you know, again, it makes you know, from my limited perspective makes it okay, is the fact that, like, Walmart is just populated by completely normal people who also just happen to be fans of cross-dressing. Yeah, and nobody nobody bats an eye at it. They're just like, eh, like whatever. Yeah, like, the, you know, you go to the gym and one of the, uh, one of the gym bros is like, oh yeah, you can have my wig. <laughs> and then everybody else is all like, well, if you want that wig, you're gonna have to squat. You're gonna, you're gonna have to, have to in squat a- for it. <laughs> You're going to have to beat me in a squatting contest, bro. Oh, man. Sorry, you opened up a whole can of worms. Because, like, I think... They're, they're, 
it's not really a running joke, but like one time a friend said this to me where she was like, we, yeah, I was talking with another friend and we were both like, yeah, we thought like in, in some universe you might've turned out to be a furry. And I'm like, I had to think about it. Cause I'm like, what did I play as a kid? I played a lot of Star Fox, a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog and a lot of Sly Cooper. And then I was like, Final Fantasy was kind of the turning point in my interests. So, um, it's, I, (laughs) (laughs) so like Final Fantasy completely changed my life, maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. I can never say. It's, it's, you could say it saved you from the furry. It's, but like, would that really have been such a, no, I don't know. Though, if you were a furry, um, you should get hella into ICP just because, um, I was reading stories about Violent J from ICP. His daughter is a furry, and he totally went full awesome parent into it. Got his own fur suit mm. and goes to cons with his daughter. Oh my gosh, that's like, incredible! That's like top tier parenting. So, <laughs> man, all right, yeah, good on, good on that. Yeah, they apparently uh, that's how magnets work. So. Anyway, um... Oh, man. Yeah, sorry, I'm looking at the, uh, the release trailer for Risk System, and I am... This, this was a good purchase. Just eat that up. Just eat that up. It is... Ah, delicious. It is, it's very Zone of the Enderies. En- Endery? There we go. I'll use that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. Also, like, the, uh... And maybe it's just because I've been playing a lot of SNK lately, but, like, the, the main key art really reminds me of, a. Uh, king of fighters poster or something like that yeah yeah i can, I can see that it kind of um some of the character portraits throughout the game even though it's like intentionally metal geary looking uh mm-hmm. it i think it's it's given me a bit of a metal slug that's vibe, that's what i was about to the say character designs it's very yeah, sluggy yeah. a heavy machine so, gun <laughs> so that was the plug for uh for the week ff7 yes. SNK and also Risk System. Yep. Which everyone should check out if you happen to like our Macross. Uh, dude, you remember Macross Key Art? Yes, please check that out. That's an awesome game. Uh, both Chris Eakins and his uh, collaborator, uh, Mr. Chris E, or Chris A. There's there's two Chris's who worked on the game over at Newt. Um, at Newt. So you should check them out. They're super talented and stuff. So. Um, are we ready to talk about the the Macross now? The Macross? Uh yes, yes, I yes. believe I am. Let's let's Mac the Russ up in this business. Okay. So uh, Wow. You know, I know you're white, but like I I am painfully white. Uh, I got you, I got you. Um <laughs> as as a weird Al Yankovic once said, whiter than sour cream. So <laughs> painfully white um, uh, you know what that's fair <laughs> <laughs> all right so where we left off last week um the Zentradi had uh successively taken advantage of a ship punch to get onto the macross and start attacking um and we go back to hikaru who had just been all like min may and running through town in his valkyrie shooting stuff down and he's mopping up the battle pods and doing his business. And then uh, we switch over to Mr. Comgene, and he's like, 
yeah, boy, I can I can do this, and I I'm actually following orders this time. Yeah, let's go. But it's like, what when he sees oh, uh, his soldiers in the bell pods? They're they're not doing anything, and he asks him why. It's like, well. That Min May, um, those Blue Wind guys we're talking about, she's real, and uh, I don't want to hurt her because she's like the best and stuff. And Doki Doki, and Comjean's like, wait, what? No, no, I'm, I'm just gonna shoot you. I'm gonna shoot you. But culture's so good. I'm just gonna shoot you. I'm just gonna <laughs> shoot you all down because you're, you're traitors. You're dirty, dirty traitors. And the folks on the bridge of the Macross notice this. That the Centrati forces are all over the place, so they're all like, "Okay, okay, send in the Valkyries. We're we're gonna we're gonna clean stuff up. We're gonna get this going." And while Hikaru's walking around as giant robot, um, he comes upon the stadium, and he finds Minmay Kaifun. Worst sight in the world. Yes, as Kaifun is, they frame it as a kiss, but Kaifun's pretty much forcing himself on her on the Minmay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ikari is yeah, like, there, there's a very clear uh, film language where, like, you you know, it cuts to her arm and she's like, you know, tr- she's like reacting to it. And it's like, uh uh-uh, uh, nope, do not want. No, you are my cousin. You're my cousin. Go away. Ugh, ugh, ugh. It only this gets does worse. not cune cune. This is. Ugh, ugh. Mm. Um. So Hikaru has the same feelings I did with that mouth noise, and uh, he's in shock. And then Misa calls in and says, okay, what's going on? And Hikaru's like, send some rescue rescue folks to the stadium here. And, uh, <laughs> um, and oh, she's like, oh, you're at the stadium. Is Kaifun okay? And he disconnects because he's like, I don't want to talk about this. No, no, thank you. Uh, as as a later uh, famous anime puts it, it's none of my business. It's none of my business. It's none of my business. Oh, what one is that? I uh, that's Gurren Lagann when uh, oh. Simone sees uh, uh, Kamina and Yoko kissing. Yeah, yeah. I oh, it's been so long since I watched that. I, I mean, uh, I've only I only saw it like once back in twenty. 11 i want to say but for whatever reason certain scenes from that show have left a huge impact on me i i remember the end the start and the you that believes in me believes in you and all that stuff that's um and the and episode four because who can who can forget forget episode four yeah um but anyway um we we go back to minmay and she kind of pushes kaifun away and she's like dude what the hell? And and he's just like kind of just kind of rubbing his face like the weirdo he is, and uh, and then um, Picard's doing him a sad walk in his robot, and it turns into a sad mad robot gunfight with a bunch of battle pods. And while that's going on, Picard's um, fucking cleaning house in this episode. Yeah, he's just like like it's nothing. Like, also, uh, budget's still going very strong for this in yes. the next episode. Like, for this whole round of episodes, like, the animation is only getting better and better. So the like, third episode, they kind of drop off, but that's because it was more character-focused. True. Oh, uh, I forgot about like, that, but yes. <laughs> but, like, even still, like, these two episodes are chef's kiss, as Coop would put it. Yes. Um, because, you know, 
they uh I, I will I am forever thankful they had that creative clip show episode in 17 because that means they get to do all this awesome stuff yeah. um, but speaking of uh, people in war zones hey we have our friends the Centrati uh, expats and they're um, managing to get off their battle pods and get out of the way um, so they don't get shot down but when they get off um, they see that the city, it's in shambles, and hey, there's a Minmay doll like the Blue Wind guys have, and it's totally destroyed, and holy shit, this is our fault. And uh, they're, they're pretty gutted about that. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to Britai, and he hears about how disorganized they are on the Macross, and Exodol's like, maybe it's because of this protoculture stuff. Maybe we should, you know, pay attention to it. And Brute's like, okay, just, okay, just, just pull out Exodol, take our guys on the ground who have decided not to fight, quarantine them, and just watch after them so we can figure out what this culture stuff is and we can go further with it. Comgene, um, obviously is not happy with this yelling and screaming because he wants to shoot and kill as a Comgene wants to do. And uh, it's been some time since this all happened, and we're following Hikaru as he gets called into a meeting with a bunch of bigwigs on the Macross, also including uh, Misa and Max. And then, to his surprise, also in the meeting room, hey, it's our Blue Wind guys. And Misa, Hikaru's totally miffed by it, but Misa explains the situation regarding them, and he's like, I, I don't know about that. I, they're, they're too different, and 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 the leadership is having a struggle uh, uh, about this because it seems like Hikaru might be the deciding vote on who stays if they stay or go. And Hikaru is, uh, but Misa's like, hey, uh, you've you've seen what these guys are like up close and uh, you know they don't have much outside of war and all that they're trying to turn a leaf here and you know if we tell them to get off where are they gonna go you know they have nowhere to go and uh and then the blue wind guys speak up and say hey um if you're wondering why we were here it's because we were spies but when we went back uh, just without everything you have here, it just felt like there was a giant hole that we couldn't fill, so that's why we came back. And then... It's almost like growing up in a, in a society of utilitarianism is degrading and destroys your soul. Sounds about right. Sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. God bless America. Oh, pour one out for America, am I right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So... Uh... <laughs> So, uh, so the bigwigs are a little confused, especially when uh, Blue Wind mentions protoculture because it's their great power, and Global's like, okay, everything Misa said in that report after she got captured, it's true. The other guys are like, what? But no, just take it as true. We have nothing else to go on here. Just right. Um, and then Hikaru's like, okay, these guys can stay. You know, they came here after only knowing war and uh, utilitarian capitalism. And 
and all that. So just let them stay. And the old dudes are like, no, they're not human. They're aliens. We totally can't. No. And Mesa's like, hey, if we keep them around, we could build bridges so we could just end this war without any more um, bloodshed. And the old dudes are like, no, they're not the same. And then science dude comes into the room and he's all like, yo, I just did some blood tests. Yo, Centrides and humans, they're pretty much the same, son. And Global's all like, okay, so they're just normal defectors. So welcome aboard. And the old dudes are like, no, they're still aliens, brah. And Global's like, okay, shut up. Uh, we only have four to go here. And going back on this, like, come on, dude. We, we have no choice. Let's just go forward here. You're being dumb, old dudes. And uh, after the meeting's over, Misa and Hikaru are walking around town surveying the damage. And they run into Min Mei's folks in front of the restaurant. Um, and Hikaru offers to watch the place with Misa while they run off to go see Min Mei and Kaifun at the hospital. And while Misa and Hikaru are cleaning up, she runs to go get them some tea. And... Uh, he uh, stumbles upon a photo of Min Mei that's hung up. He adjusts it, but he then remembers uh, Kaifun kissing Min Mei. Or, yeah, when he sees yeah, that, that photo. Yeah, and he's pretty shook up by it. Um, and then Misa comes back in with a tea, and she's like, hey, I'm excited about, you know, with having these uh, X-Packs, these defectors, if you will, on board. You know, they can give us a new way to end this. And the car is like, you just want to talk about Kaifun, right? You just want to go visit him. And she's like, yeah, I, I, I'm I, only, I only, honestly, I only have feelings for him because he looks like my dead boyfriend. And also, um, it does totally baffle me, his opinion, so... <laughs> but she knows, grounds her a happy and healthy relationship. I've seen yeah. Vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> I have, too. <laughs> uh, um, we'll just find out that he actually was Ryber this whole time, and it was just some crazy plot. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the, mo- the moon job was a cover-up. Anyway, um, so... Misa then kind of brushes that off and is like, well, I can kind of sort of understand Kaifun's opinions when you look at the defectors here, because when they first saw us being civilians, they might have thought, you know, kind of felt like Kaifun did to us being in the military, like they didn't totally understand people being civilians and thought it was an insult. So, (laughs) you know, I kind of see where he's coming from, but... I like these defector people more. Um, and then Misa's like, so how about Min Mei? Have, have you talked to her? And Hikaru starts grunting. And she's like, you haven't you haven't told her how you feel yet, haven't you? And she's all like, you better tell her now or you're going to regret it. Because that, that, uh, her, cousin, her cousin's going to Game of Thrones her if you don't. So. Yeah, like, legit, like, I mean, I get it, though. I get it. Yeah. It's Ooh. really hard because, like, they haven't had enough content. Content. Contact. Uh, yeah, so I, I definitely get it. Yeah. So it's... Mm. Uh, it's, it's, mm, it's, it's messy. Um, 
Oh, how messy it is. Ugh. So, as they're about to get a little further in this conversation, the sirens go off. Wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. <laughs> and Hikaru runs out to go do his uh, business fighting. And Misa's like, I'll just stay here, get somebody to watch the place. And she just kind of like, just bumps herself on the head uh, um, as he's walking out. Um, signs signs that they, she, she probably might like him or just like, oh, Misa, or something like that. It was a cute moment. That's that's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. Misa, Misa, Misa is growing in the best girl ratings in this part of the show. So it's true. You know what? You know what sells me on a relationship? Just seeing the uh, couple to be in question, just kind of chilling and cleaning up, and just generally enjoying each other's company. Yes, I I agree with that. Because when you're with somebody, that's like eighty, ninety percent of your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> You're just kind of hanging out and doing mundane hit, things. Hit me with that mundanity, fam. <laughs> M- mun- mundanity and chill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, for real, though, I, I feel like, um, and, you know, I don't watch a lot of romances, so I don't, like, but, like, I feel like if, if you want to sell me on, like, two characters falling in love, like, that's a good start. Just, like, have them enjoy each other's company when they're doing something like watching the shop of a I was going to say family friend but not family friend y- you know what I mean I know about. what you mean I know what you mean but you're not wrong with saying family friend though cuz I basically kind of sorta family by circumstances I guess yeah. um but yeah I, I I quite I quite enjoy that myself um so moving moving on forward here they scramble the jets, um, and Hikaru's still a little on edge because game of uh, Kaifuns, and uh, Misa radios in and is like, yo, just just take it easy, dude. These are just some scrambler, stragglers, so don't just don't worry about it. So they they have their fight, and then they head back to the Macross, and Misa's like, I gotta end this soon. So she goes to Global and is like, okay, let me go down to the UN and let's, let me just report on this so we can end this. We can get this taken care of. And Global's like, I don't know. You know how well this went last time, but okay, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. And then we have this. Oh, yeah. The fan- fucking, thank you for adding this note. I completely yes. forgot about it. Continue. This fantastic shot where Hikaru's walking through the hall. And uh, it stops, and then Miso's walking through the hall, and has like this really cool split screen of them walking past each other as their perspectives of each other um, zoom out the farther apart they go from each other, and it's such a cool shot. Yeah. And it goes to like the end title card, and it's ah, it's so good. Hit me up with <laughs> that with that film lingo language stuff. It's it's ah, it's delicious. <laughs> So good. Um, yeah, and it's... Uh, I, I I don't want to spend too long on this because we're not using a visual medium. Yeah. But, like, just, like... If, if I remember correctly, the, the shot begins when uh, Misa opens the elevator door. Hikaru's yes. walking one way. She's just kind of getting ready to leave the, the building, as it were. Um... And as they're going their separate ways, like, the the camera 
fractures and it just kind of they do a 360 around each character at the same time it's oh uh, so good um it's, it's really good it's really good at playing up that too that they're that they're getting closer but this also is creating distance like there is that that tie that binds them there's this um, idea that like they are this potential relationship is under very fragile circumstances that are not being helped by the fact that she has to go report to earth yep nope nope not at all um yeah so that ooh we can we can keep on rolling on this train if you had anything else you wanted to add on this um i think the biggest thing i had to add like is best summed up in all three of these episodes so um save that for the end then yeah basically okay cool cool so we'll just this continues episode 24 just continues right on from this and uh claudia is with misa in the elevator getting ready to go down to the shuttle and claudia's like hey cheer up they're not gonna listen to you if you're all jittery and stuff and she's like yo have you told hikaru that you're going down to earth and she's like no i haven't said a word to him so while they're getting ready for a launch the bridge is on the lookout um in case zentradi attack were to come by and of course, because Misa is gone, Shammy's uh, at the command station. She's all frazzled and stuff. And uh, then we go to Max and his boys, his team. They're getting ready to launch to provide escort for the shuttle. And hey, we see some new toys. Like, they got uh, Valkyrie hanging out with some super-duper fast packs so it can go all fast. And hey, Mal- Max, he's got a new Valkyrie. It's all spiffy and stuff and blue. Yeah, boy. He's 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 uh he's ranking up in this world, son. That's uh, my boy. He he's he's played plenty of Gundam Breaker, so he is upgraded. <laughs> he's upgraded a ship, but Gundam Breaker three, not New Gundam Breaker. We don't talk about New Gundam Breaker. Oh, I I'm gonna have to look up these games to know what you're talking about. You you brought up Gundam this time. I just wanted to throw that out. Yeah, there. I I, f- I figure figure if. Uh, Somebody has to mention it. I'll mention it first so we can get our uh, quota of Gundam filled right, up in I here. Think I have seen uh I have seen arcade cabinets of Gundam Breaker at uh in uh at conventions. Uh, I think um I think I might be Gundam versus. Oh, never mind then. Um uh what the fuck is Gundam Breaker? It's like a game where you're a model kit and you like beat up oh, other model yeah, kits. Yeah. I, I have a friend I used to work with who uh, he wanted me to get Gundam Breaker, but I was like, man, rent is expensive. I know what you mean. Was this when you were in Chi-Town? Uh, I mean, it was when I was in, Ch- yeah, yeah, Chi-Town. Gotcha. So I, yeah, yeah, rent in Chicago is no joke. So, <laughs> yeah. To quote, to quote uh, Mark Wahlberg, it's no joke. That's a terrible <laughs> Mark Wahlberg impression, but whatever. Uh, God, I don't want to derail this episode, <laughs> but you just remind me, a friend did, a, a friend of mine sent me a video clip from Digimon Fusion Wars or whatever, whatever the latest dubbed yeah. Digimon show is, and in Digimon Frontier, Digimon Season 4, uh, the character of Ice Devimon was voiced with a 
amazing Christopher Walken uh, impression. It's really <laughs> dumb. Um, oh, God, the Digimon shows have such gag dubs. But um, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm going to not dwell on that too much. But when they when they did this new one, you know, it's a completely different cast because I don't think it's done by Saban Entertainment Mm-mm. anymore. But oh, it is actually. Um, oh, it is. Well, yeah. I guess they they just got a different company. The actors have moved on. Whatever. But it's Patrick Sates as Ice Devimon, still doing a Christopher Walken impersonation. <laughs> That's amazing. That didn't change. Points so, for consistency. Oh my yeah, god. That's amazing. Which is really weird because in, in in my favorite season of Digimon, that's where N Ice Devimon makes his first appearance and he's voiced by Kakashi doing like, you know, it's kind of an analog for like very unhealthy toxic relationships, so he has like a very creepy, obsessive voice. Oh boy. Uh and so I guess for future seasons they were like, Yeah, but what if he was Christopher Walken? Anyway digression over i just wanted you to know uh, that that makes me happy so uh walking back over to to macross um are you so good at these i don't know i i it just comes out of my mouth um <laughs> like salty vomit what okay and uh, okay oh boy um mm. okay moving on um so claudia sends misa off in her shuttle and then as uh uh, Misa sitting down in her tank of a seat. Um, uh, she gives Hikaru a call. Say, "Hey, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to the UN." And uh, <laughs> Hikaru is like, "Yo, um, why haven't you said anything?" And she's like, "Yo, since my dad's a bigwig, people could be like, yo, nepotism, and uh, that could raise some eyebrows with people, and that could create issues I don't want to have to deal with, and nobody should have to deal with, so just keep this on the down low. Um, I, I will uh, tangent this really quick. Hikaru is actually wearing civilian clothing for once. Did you notice that, too? Uh, no, I completely missed out on that. It looked like a safari outfit, but he was... He wasn't in his uniform for once. <laughs> oh God, my my sweet boy tries. <laughs> he tried. He was he was uh, out in the Serengeti, uh, trying to get the elusive Centradi Centradin uh, zebra, and uh, uh, ride of it. Of course, yes, the most dangerous of the space horses. Um, yes. Anyway, um, <laughs> he's just like, yo, I might return. Um, at some point, but I don't know. So Hikaru, just uh, take care of the people on the ship and also look after um, the expats we just got. Just make sure they're safe. And so the shuttle takes off with uh, Max and his, his boys behind her. However, uh, the Centradi, specifically Comjean and his boys, notice that the shuttle's going and they launch an attack. The shuttle takes a little damage in the attack, but nothing too bad. And uh, the Macross is getting ready to deploy more Valkyries, but they're not going to get there fast enough. Uh, Shammy says it will take like 20 minutes for them to get there. And Global's like, okay, send out a booby duck, Shammy. And Shammy's like, what's that? And he's like, just shh, shh. The mechanics will know what it is. Oh, and have Hikaru uh, strap himself onto that booby duck too. So that booby duck is actually Hikaru's Valkyrie uh, fitted out with those new fast packs which you can go buy at kb toys for five 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 ninety nine plus tax to add <laughs> on to your valkyrie 
Um, we love the toys. Or and if you want, you can just buy the whole thing as one package. You could buy the gift set at Toys R Us. Toys R Us exclusive. We were KB Toys, but we don't that, care. That giraffe knows how to how that, to get those exclusive deals. He, it's like a masterpiece transformer. He's got all of it. Oh my mm. god! So Hikaru, he get in that fast pack. He goes out to the scene super fast because the packs are fast and he can go places. The G-Force is actually a little too much for him, so he gets thrown around in his cockpit a little bit. And then he just goes into Gurwalk, and he just lets loose a, t- a ton of circus of missiles on everybody. And uh, we clear it. Hikaru saved the day. He has cleared out those battle pods, and he's like, Hey, Misa, I'm going to take you the rest of the way um, as you uh, get into Earth. And everybody on the bridge is like, Hey, Shammy, take a break. You're, you're frazzled. Like, chill, chill. So Hikaru's checking in with Misa over the radio, and he's like, yo, um, your, is your father going to let you come back eventually? And she's like, yo, uh, uh, I, sa- I said before I don't want any special treatments, so who knows? And uh, as the ship is about to enter the atmosphere, Hikaru's like, you do a lot, and thank you, and sorry I've been kind of a dick to you throughout all this, so... Yeah, thank you. Um, and then he goes silent, and he just kind of Morse code signal flashes her with the lights on his Valkyrie, saying, yo, have a good mission. Come home safe. We'll seize ya. And in the meantime, uh, we go back. Hey, Amelia's jumping into some kind of some kind of cockpit. We don't know what, but she's, she's going to do the bang-bang shooty. Back on Earth, Misa's dad is getting ready to greet the shuttle, so just doing all that preparation work. And then we go back in the mess hall. Hikaru is just kind of... He's kind of sad that Misa's gone. Um, He won't admit it, though. And uh, Max is like, yo, let's go out and have some fun. So they take them to the local game center, the arcade. Um... I've been wanting to talk about this scene for so fucking long. Like, the second I remembered... Milia was a character. I I, <laughs> I I was remembering this and the thing that happens in the beginning of the next episode. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, so they go to this arcade. They're, unfortunately, they're not in Kamarocho, so there's no uh, Cosmic Kiryu here. If any of you like Yakuza, that, yeah. Um, anyway. If you know, you know. You know, you know. Um, I I wish they had Outrun. But speaking of Outrun, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, So we take another quick shot back. The shuttle is landed. Uh, Misa reports to her father just as they were strictly professional. He's just her commanding officer. And it's like, Misa, hi, I say, reporting with X, Y, and Z. It's a wonderful reversal. I just want to throw out real quick. Though you can kind of tell they're a little choked up to see each other, but it's, it's still... Still yeah. business. Like, Misa's dad was fucking waiting outside in, like, the cold-ass, like, runway for Misa because he was so, you know, excited to see her. Yeah. It's really good, really good character moments. It's like, he's kind of a human, but she's also like, yo, you said to keep this business, so I'm going to keep this business. So it's 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 a very good moment. Um... Okay, so going going back on to the best note in the history of history. Um, so um, 
as I'm putting this together last night, my, my next note here is, um, so we're back in the arcade, uh, and Melia, she's a champion at Street Fighter Valkyrie Tournament Edition 2, and uh, she, uh, Max is pretty good at it too. Um, but then, as I'm getting ready for this episode, I see the best note of something I overlooked up that starts with, Chotomate the fuck up. There is totally an arcade game um, that is basically the, the the iconic chase scene from the castle of Cagliostro. And I'm so happy you put this in here. It's, it is so blatant that I am surprised that, like, Monkey Punch did not pursue legal action. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's really... Well, I mean, like, really the only thing that's, like, super obvious about it is that, like, there is a character that is blatantly uh, Daisuke Jigen from the Lupin the Third series. But and, still. And that's obviously the the beetle that they're driving to or whatever car it was. I, I, I can't remember if it was the right color. Uh, was it was it that yellow? I think it was yellow. Okay, I want to yeah, say. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Man, thank I, you. I wish that was an actual game. <laughs> yeah, Me you're too. welcome. I, just, I saw it and I, I wanted to check the notes because if I forgot, I would be devastated because I love Lupin the Third. You know, can we make that a real game? Because I love me some Outrun, and that's basically there, Outrun. Um, someone actually, like back in the 80s, they took the cutscenes from Castle of Cagliostro and turned it into a Dragon's... Not Dragon's Crown. Uh, 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 Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair-esque uh, uh, FMV quick-time event game. And it is terrible. <laughs> But don't, at least don't, the animation's good. Don't tell me it's on the Sega CD. Uh, actually, maybe. I know for a fact it was in arcades. I don't know gotcha. if it ever got a home port. <laughs> As I know on the Sega CD, they had ton, tons of these kind of games. Like, I remember um, they there, I, AVGN did one, I think, uh, like they did a one for Power Rangers. And it was just mm. you had to... Uh, punch for the scenes but there was no fail state if you got something wrong it just the episode just kept on going and it was like super bit crunched yeah oh boy but, but oh my gosh uh <laughs> so i looked it up um so it never got a it not it never got a sega cd port unfortunately uh but uh Okay, yeah, so uh, I'm on Wikipedia right now. Uh, the name of the game was Cliffhanger, and it was released as the novelty of Laserdisc games waned. Thus, many cabinets were destroyed or converted over time. Unlike other Laserdisc arcade games, uh, Cliffhanger can work perfectly on MAME, uh, which is a uh, oh, arcade ma'am. cabinet emulator. Uh, the game was also considered for inclusion on the American Blu-ray release of Castle Cagliostro, However, due to an inability to find original contracts for the game, it was left off the release. Could you imagine, though? Oh, that could have been great. <laughs> Pour one out for that, for Cliffhanger. Oh, boy. Oh, man. What, what might have been? <laughs> just, just, just have tears. Maybe Apparently this game appears in the Goonies? <laughs> I've never seen the Goonies, so I wouldn't know, but that's You haven't awesome. seen the Goonies? I know, I know. It's one of those 80s films that, like, I just completely missed out on. I, I don't blame you, because there's still things I haven't seen, so... 
It's it's a pretty good watch. It's a pretty good watch. You can see uh, you can see baby Thanos, so it's good. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> speaking speaking of babes, uh, though more in the lady sense. Um, uh, so Melia has won Evo, and everybody's crazy. Like, yo, she's gonna win Street Fighter Forty Two. Uh, DX edition next year. Whoa, whoa! It's 2009. We're still at Street Fighter Four. Come on now. This is true. Are we, are we at? We're at Super by this point, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It would be I'm Super just gonna Street say. Fighter II, okay, arcade we're edition. Not, we're not. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just gonna <laughs> say we'll say we're arcade edition. So we're at Super Street Fighter Four arcade edition. Melia's one Evo. She beat Fudo. She beat Daigo. She she is so good. And then Max sees this and she's like, "Whoa, a baby. gamer girl, a gamer girl! I didn't know they existed. I have to go see her. Ah, uh, she's just my type. <laughs> yeah, baby." Uh, I've been I've been waiting for so long to rag on Max being like the stereotypical gamer in this one episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gamer girl, I can't wait. Like, if I beat her, she'll have to go on a date with me. Totally. Uh, so they they start this this match because um, he's gonna bet all his pachinko dollars, um, all his fight money. So they start fighting, and they're evenly matched, and he gives her a wink, and she's like, what? And uh, the game keeps on going. There's a crowd going around them. They're like, dude, this is just like when Chris G beat that other guy in Marvel. This is just going to be so hype. And uh, so what happens next is Amelia uh, realizes, yo, this, this is probably my guy I've been looking for because he is too good. And he's like, yo, you, you super hot. And he's thinking to himself, whoa, she's she she uh, she has a nice chest. I, I see her measurements because I can tell that with my eyes because apparently I can do that. Um, yeah. And then she loses. And then Max goes in. It's like, hey, baby, you want to go on a date? And she's like, my name's Melia. I have no phone, whatever. And uh <laughs> Oh, okay. So meet me at this park at nine, and uh, we'll we'll hang out and stuff. We'll seize you. And she runs out, and then uh, like, we go back. This, it's yes. basically, it's not quite high score girl, but it's it's basically high score girl. Basically high school girl. If the guy was a little more aware of the fact that the ladies liked him, <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't blinded by the video game, right, right. Uh, I haven't watched those OVA episodes that they just released for it, but it is good. I, I haven't really seen any of it, but my my friend, I have a friend who's been telling me a lot of good things. So you should, you should check, check it out at some point. It's pretty good. I feel like I like I saw a couple uh, manga panels. It looks pretty good. Anyway, back to Macross. Yes, yes, back to high score Macross. Um, so we're back on Earth. Um, and Misa's dad's Misa's dad comes out of the boardroom to say, "Yo." The big wigs, they're willing to talk. We just need to figure out how we're going to do this stuff. Okay. <laughs> and then on the elevator ride up, you can, you can tell I'm a, I'm a little wakey-uppy. Um, you that's, can, that's um, Yes. As they're riding up, Mises' dad's like, yo, um, you, you look so much like your mother. And by the way, are you seeing anybody right now? And she's like, ah, no, not really. Um, Dad? 
Sorry, sorry, Dad. No husbando right now. No grandkiddos for you um, at this moment. And then we find out why they were in that elevator, because he's all like, yo, look at the Grand Canyon here. So we're going to use this to blast the hell out of Zentradi as a show of power so we can make them bend back over into peace negotiations. And she's like, yo, that ain't going to do anything. That might like make things like worse. And he's all like, yo, they're aliens. This doesn't matter. We're still using the cannon. We have we have a Google Calendar appointment for this. I've so seen it's Independence Day. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, let me tell you, I talked to Randy Quaid before scheduling this, and he <laughs> told me that the aliens will not budge, so I gotta I gotta make sure this is scheduled to go. Don't make me get Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith, girl. <laughs> He'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it. He's not he ain't bluffing. Big Willie style. The big Willie style cannon, the big Willie style maneuver. It's dangerous to talk about Will Smith as the genie. Anyway, let's go to. Uh, yes. Before, I will, will say bunch. before for that. That one clip they released did not look very good. That's, uh, that's did all you I'm see the say. clip. Did you see the uh, version of it that was sped up by like 25 percent? No. Is that better? Like they, were, they were playing it on DMC three turbo mode. <laughs> <laughs> It it is significantly better. It is crazy how much more energy that scene has with like when you know put in turbo mode. So that's gonna be the way to watch that movie. <laughs> I guess so. Aladdin anyway. twenty nineteen turbo edition. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're at the hospital. There's a press thing going around about Kaifun and Mer- Min May. And apparently they're official, which is gross. Um, well, actually, I think it's more like the press are saying, you guys are official, right? And then Minmay, who has at this point lost like 90% of her agency, I feel so bad for her. Yeah. Um, is just kind of like, oh, wait, what? And Kaifun's like, yeah, we are, I guess. Um, but, uh, and then the press is like, yo, you guys going to get married? And he's like, what about your uh, old... Uh, Minmay, what about your old pilot boyfriend? And then to quote the great Biz Marquis, Hikaru is, well, let me just sing it for you. Oh, baby, you, you got what I need. <laughs> but you say he just, He's a, friend. just a friend. You say he just <laughs> a friend. Oh, baby, <laughs> you. Oh, good yeah. lord. <laughs> so, he just a friend. Which, I mean, like, this could have easily been avoided. With a little communication? With a little communication. (laughs) Yep. Just wild beat communication. Ah. Oh, God. Yeah, all right. Yep, nope. I I remember, like, last week or two weeks ago, I said, like, it's going to be a series of misunderstandings, and it's just going to piss me the hell off. It's it's getting there. Oh, we in there. We are we in full there? in there. We we are in the piss zone. We are in the piss zone. Oh. It's amazing. Because like, you know, once again, I do think that the the final relationship that ends up happening is the right one. But that doesn't make it any more like maddening to me. So just wait. Like I told you last week, I'm just gonna send you a bunch of common rider Fies videos and stuff, just so you can get even more mad. 
great. Okay. It'll, it will get great. So, um, after our little, th- our Lord and Savior Bismarck key came in, um, the expats are watching the ma- uh, the broadcast, and they're like, what's a marriage? And the Blue Wind guys are like, yo, when men and women really like together, they get married, and they do things that are even better than kissing, dude. What? And- Better than kissing. What? What? Why are you talking? Oh my goodness! Could I such get a thing married. even exist? Oh, I, I want to get married. Um, <laughs> and Kaifun's like, I like that idea. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. And Minmay's just like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like that one uh, thing from Parks and Rec, that gif is like, <laughs> the fuck? I'm in trouble. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then um, Hikaru is kind of sitting in his room being like, after after seeing all this. And it's, it's, it is the, uh, you know, that fallout pro- uh, prompt. Everybody disliked that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 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 yep, everybody disliked that greatly, except for Max, because Max and don't the, care. Uh, that's fair. Yep. What were you gonna say? So, uh, I was I about to say, except for the general public, because you've never played Final Fantasy X, so that reference will be lost on you. Never oh, mind. So okay, would I get it if I got up to the point where uh, um, ha 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 ha? Or is that no? Later it, on? It's it's way after that. Okay. I, I should I feel like I might play that again sometime in the future so I can get yeah, the it, full. Yeah, it's not ha-ha. a bad game, but I've I've never I've never actually beaten Final Fantasy X either, so like I'm not saying it's on a must play list. It, but that's it, that's just from my personal recommendation. I know that it's widely beloved amongst the fandom, so it might come up in my story at some point. Your story. Uh, you can call me Aaron any day, any week. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, um, moving forward, uh, oh, dude. Speaking of exes and people who have exes in their name, uh, Max meets up with Hikaru. He's like, "Yo, how how is my style for this date? I have. Am I he looking looks fly? like a fucking nerd? Yeah, he does." He's like he looks like a really goofy college professor. Like he's gonna roll up, like he's expecting uh, Amelia's dad to be there. It's like, sir, may I date your daughter? Oh my god, the father she doesn't have. Yep, she he uh, she just shows up with a giant test tube. It's like uh, <laughs> test tube, Mister Test Tube. May may I date your daughter? <laughs> oh my god, just I if. Given your name, now I, I have now I have the mental image of Max like leaning in really close to a, a test tube with a very snide look on his face, going, "She calls me daddy too." <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh, I'm not sorry. Don't be. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, back to Mr. Mr. Just a Friend, Hikaru. He's just kind of sitting in a park, being sad and mulling over Minmei. And then Claudia comes on by and is like, yo, son. So, yo, you sad about that? 
but there's somebody way better for you on this ship, and you just haven't noticed it yet, honey. And uh, let me tell you, you two may might fight and bicker a bit, but it's a tight co- connection. You know, me me and uh, my my greatest husbando of all time, Roy. Um, we we had a pretty similar relationship to that. So, yo. Claudia um, teetering very dangerous, dangerously on magical Negro territory. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that as a minus against Macross, uh, because Claudia is an amazing character in her own yeah. right. But like she is she is playing like a mentor to both uh, Hikaru and. Um, before we move on, any any notes here? Are you saving that juicy, juicy, juicy morsel for the end of all this? Yeah, it, it's it's going to be most prominent here, I think. Okay, gotcha. Um, so, I, I, I did what I wanted to do with this episode, and that was dunk on Max for being, you know, a gamer in the in the modern 2019 sense. So so how how does Max spell gamer? How? Do, does he spell it with a G-A-E-M-E-R? Oh. What's up, gamers? What's up? Gamer, oh, okay. I was about to say the next gamers thing, and I'm like, no, that's not a good thing to say. Can um, you imagine uh, Max becoming a Twitch streamer? Oh no. Uh, mm. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, moving on to the next episode here. So the date is happening. Max is waiting here in the park for Amelia to show up. She hasn't shown up yet. Um, but she's hiding behind a tree. She's ready to knife a fool. And she pops obviously up. Max wanted to meet with her to duel her because that's the only thing. Yes. If you truly, truly have a thing for somebody, you, you may. The only way you can do it is by West Side storying it and just fighting each other with knives. I wasn't um, even going to say that. I was I was actually referring to the con- the, the fact that uh, Milia might not even know the concept of what a date is. So, True. you know, when Max says, hey, let's meet at the park at this time, she's like, I accept your challenge more so than, yeah, right, that sounds like a fun time. Just like, yo, I'm just going to stab you at this t- place in time. Like, I don't even think there's any deceit here on her part. I mm-hmm. think she genuinely thinks that they're yeah, going to fight. You're right. I wasn't thinking of that, but <laughs> that sounds about right. Um so yeah, she pops up and she's like, yo, I'm such and such from the Zentradi army. I'm going to stab you for revenge. And that knife I just threw at you, pick it up. We're, we're going to have our knife fight. And uh, and he's like, yo, who's it revenge for? So I'm, I'm not going for the knife. I need to know who this is for. And he's like, yo, this is for me because you damaged my reputation because I'm the best. And I, I can't be not the best. And he's like, yo, I disarmed you, girl. She's like, Kill me, but he's all like, "Yo, you cute, you beautiful." <laughs> they kiss and have a romantic float, and they they couple now. But just 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 you wait, just you wait. Um, so remember when I was like, "Yeah, Hikaru and Misa having like this mundane like cleaning up the shop." Is a wonderful way to show a couple. More uh, couples should have this. This is the exact opposite. <laughs> Yes, most couples should have uh, start the relationship with knife fighting and just decide that they want to get together instantly. I just, I, you know, I love Max and I love Milia, but like this is goofy ass shit. <laughs> yes, 
I like, mean, this, like, this, I'm, this... I'm fine with it, but, like, at the same time, I, I am gonna roast it a little bit. Oh, uh, with, with where it Lord. goes, with where it goes, I'm like, this could have played out over a couple episodes, but... You yeah. know, oh, dude, I I can't wait to see them in the later in the later shows. Oh yeah, especially in Matt Cross Seven. Yes, yeah, let yeah. me tell you, um, some of the stuff that uh, I think some of the issues you're having do definitely get addressed there, um, mm. as with their relationship in that show. But we'll we'll get there when we're ready to jump on the planet dance. Um, mm. But anyway, so the bridge crew is hanging with the Blue Wind guys in the mess hall. And they're like, yo, just try to stay chipper on all this, you know, um, because they're kind of down. They haven't gotten yes or no whether the them and the ex- expats have been granted asylum to stay on the Macross. So the girls are like, hey, just stay Yankee, Chone, just you, you got this. And uh, and then Max shows up and is like, yo, I, I have something to tell you. Uh, and this is to Hikaru. And he's like, yo, I'm getting married. And he spits out his coffee. He's like, yo, dude, you just had one date. And, uh, yeah, well, uh, she says on Trotty, too. And she's like, what? <laughs> um, you, you, you can't get married. She's all different. And Centrati and stuff. And Max is like, well, love is too strong. Love can be anything. And Do you think love can bloom even on a battlefield, Hikaru? Dun 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 dun. <laughs> this is just like one uh, of my Japanese animes. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> she likes video games, Hikaru. She must be a good person. <laughs> she must be really good. She must be the best. <laughs> uh, and Hikaru's like, yo, love sucks. It's fragile. Let me tell you about how this girl said I was just a friend. Yeah, and- Hikaru, mad bitter. <laughs> Mad is bitter. And then he's like, yeah, hey, hey. Uh, Max like, hey, Hikaru, who's, here's Amelia. And it's like, yo, she, she's actually pretty pretty cool and pretty and stuff. Okay, so you should go talk to I Global. really like this woman aesthetically. Maybe you should get married. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On no other basis than she's pretty and ladylike. So go, go talk to Global so you can go get married. And Hikari's down. And so we cut. We cut. Next scene later. Fireworks in space. <laughs> this is not just your normal wet. This is a wedding procession of just Valkyries. And uh, I will say, if I ever get married, my best man has to be a robot now. I will not accept <laughs> any less. That You know what? That's fair. That's fair. So... Because this is this is the gold standard for weddings. Uh, William and Kate got nothing on this. Um... <laughs> So they have the procession of fighting robots and a rainbow track that they're f- the happy yeah, they're couple. On fucking rainbow road. Yeah. And they didn't like fall off. F-Zero X rainbow road, not Mario Kart rainbow road. Very important distinction. Oh, and yeah. So they're they're flying their jet to get married. That's that's wow, boy. Um, so. In the meantime, they're broadcasting this, of course, and uh, Brie Tai and Exit all see this, and they're like, yo, what's getting married? And Brie Tai's like, eh, whatever, this is cool, I don't care. Um, <laughs> this, Though it is interesting that they're like, why are they letting an enemy marry this dude? That's kind of weird. Uh, oh, 
And this, oh, you say it's because love exit all? Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Love, who uh, cares? Love, kyun kyun. Um, so the newlyweds cut their cake, have their moment. And Global's like, yo, people of the Macross. So the Centrati people, let's, it should be here. Yeah, they've done some stuff, but they want to live peacefully and be with us. Um, and yeah, there might be some hard stuff to come. Um, but this is the road to peace and the road to making things better. So, yo, this Arkham Asylum, they have it. They can stay out of the Macross. They're good. Go ahead, stay. There is no Batman. Sorry to get anybody excited when I said Arkham Asylum. But they do have their Asylum. They're welcome to stay on the Macross. And uh, we also do have another onlooker. Uh, Misa's dad is watching it with Misa. And she, he's like, yo, Global, you nuts. Like, what are you thinking? And Misa's like, yo, dad, just call off the cannon. This is good. It's like, no, I like I said, I already have this in my Google calendar or I'm going to have to call Will Smith. So, no. <laughs> and uh, Global then says, yo, if we were able to um, get all over all our racism and sexism and all this stuff on Earth when we came all together as a one oh, united God, Earth. What a dream, right? Yeah, what a dream. <laughs> I only wish, I only wish that happened in 2009. What an idyllic future. I will, tra- I would trade smartphones for an instant. Same. <laughs> Same. I mean, I, something, something unification war, but like ignoring that, like. Yeah. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, going off that, he's like, yo, we got through this. Let's have this intrati join us as well. It doesn't matter. It's all good. And then, like, yo, this wedding, it's a huge, huge step in building these bridges. And Hikari's like, thank goodness this is starting to come around and this is gaining traction. Mm. This is going to help. And then we, we turn around elsewhere, elsewhere, back into the deep, dark depths of space, and leads Zentradi Man, Bulldoza. He's like, yo, no, 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 this protocol, nah, mm so we're going to attack Earth and destroy it and Macross 2 and I'm bringing all my boys and we're going to lit this up and you're going to be just dead protoculture. It's gone. It's gone. We're going to destroy it. So we go back to the uh, the wedding and then uh, Adam Sandler wasn't available. So Midmay is the wedding singer here. And uh, so, yo, let's come together. Let's build a better future um and minmay starts singing in fact the ending of the show um and hikaru um she's singing starts reflecting on what cardia had to say and thinks about roy and kakizaki especially misa and the, the thoughts are the same as misa sees hikaru on the broadcast in the meantime bulldoza and his boys are flying through space and they're on their way and then they get, uh, from here, um, Britain and Exodal are like, yo, I love this Huey Lewis song about the power of love. You don't need money. <laughs> you don't need fame. You don't need credit cards to ride this train. When Coop, You'll uh, have to forgive me real quick, but I, I sent you a tweet that I just found as you were summarizing the last, uh, like, 
two minutes. And I, th- I think... <laughs> Should I take a look at it right now? Yes, yes. It's okay. incredibly timely. Okay, okay, okay. Let me, it's let me the, bring it's up the only Twitter. reason I even brought it up. Uh, I'll finish this note here really quick. Yeah, go uh, why, ahead. I'm why, sorry. Why I bring this up. It's good. Um, so while they're talking about how great Huey Lewis is, um, uh, Grunt from Bulldozer's fleet interjects and is like, yo, so um, we're going to launch an all-out attack on the Macross right now. And, uh, and yo, you need to do go on the attack and... Prejudice is like, okay, whatever, let's let's go on the attack and fight. And alright, okay. I just sound sweet. <laughs> <laughs> like it, uh, it was a notification I got from a from another user that I follow. So like when I saw that in on my phone, I was like, alright, I I'm sorry, Coop, I need to pause the episode for a second. <laughs> Just to clarify for the audience at home, this tweet reads, My favorite type of romance arc. One, try to kill each other. Two, question mark, question mark, question mark. Three, fall in love. That's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> so, you know what? I was bagging on this relationship, but if this is your favorite type of relationship, you are valid. There you go. All the validity. Just spread out that validity like I'm saying the word wrong, but I don't care. Spread it out like me saying it wrong is valid. Uh, go ahead and just like spread it out like a fine marmalade all over that delicious toast. Mwah, eat that on up. It's delicious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so as Britai has ordered this attack, um, there is a little some of the Zentradi soldiers are like, yo, Binmei's on there. We can't do this. Like, are you kidding me? Um, uh, but they they end up starting the attack. And the wedding reception is court short and and uh, Global's like, yo, go to battle stations right now. We're going to take care of this. And he's like, yo, Max, stay. And Max is like, no, we're going to fight. And as they say, the couple that stays together fights in giant robots together. So they, the newly, the new couple... Uh, goes together in uh, Max's Valk to go fight. Because, um, you know, as they do, they're both proud warriors, I guess. And uh, the other Valkyries have scrambled, and it is just a laser light show going on. Bang, bing, boom, boom, bang, boom, 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 boom. And Mia's like, yo, um, instead of killing more people, just shoot here in this one place, Max, so we can just disable the battle pod so they don't die. And I was like, oh, okay. And then Hikaru sees this and he's like, okay, what are you doing? Okay, I want in on this. Come on. (laughs) And he starts doing it as well. Um, And as this is going on, there is a mutiny on all of the ships under Britai's command. And they're like, yo, we're not going to hurt our idol, our waifu. So what you're going to do is ask for a ceasefire with the Macross right now. And Britai's, okay, fine. I don't care that Boldo wants us to destroy it. We're going to do it. Whatever. And as they're pulling out, Global's like, yo, I'm pretty sure the Zentradi leaving here, the wedding definitely had an effect on this. So um, things, the, the, the wheels are rolling. Grease is turning. Hikaru's just sitting there afterwards in his bunk, just being sad boy. 
and he's jolted when his newlywed neighbors are making a uh, mess here because, you know, uh, Max wanted coffee and uh, asked Mealy to put a kettle on, but she put oil on the kettle and it started a fire and stuff. And she's like, I don't know. You said this was that. And he's like, I don't. Ah. And they're like, uh, Earth Customs. Uh. So, so this, this is more of what I want to see from this couple. <laughs> Uh, like, that is the, that is that dank mundane shit. Except, like, you know, mundane insofar as, like, you know, Milia can't brew a pot of coffee because how can she? She doesn't know what it is. It's good stuff, good stuff. It's real good stuff. that directly into my veins. I think they only, like, lightly touch, like... I think this might be the most mundane they get for now because there might be a little mundanity with a certain thing that comes up later on, but oh boy. Let me tell you about coffee. So mm. Hikaru is just still on his bunk. He's like, oh, oh, coffee. Yeah. Sorry, I think I know what you're talking. Yeah, holy. Okay, yeah. Uh, sorry. Anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Um,. <laughs> Kakari's in his bunk and he's just like, yo, I wonder how Misa is. And she's also thinking the same thing back on Earth. And this round of episodes for this week concludes. So, a lot of relationships, a lot of things, weird stuff happening, Game of Thrones stuff, people getting together after knife fights, people having... Uh, eating up some of that mundane shit and getting closer. Um, why is Sage Claudia coming through and being like, "Yo, Roy, you should you be together." Let me tell you. So, a lot of character stuff this week. Mm. Um, I feel like, and it's weird because I was like, I I was thinking originally that this episode was gonna come up shorter than the others, but like I'm looking at our time now and it's almost the same length. But uh yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about um this trio, this trilogy of episodes. Uh <laughs> the gamer wedding trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've streamed on Twitch cuz of course. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I'm not thinking about it. Oh, Basically. Yeah. Anyway, um I think the these three episodes um gave me something else to consider that like I hadn't really considered before uh while watching Macross or Robotech for that matter um and it's that um you know looking at like the time frame of like when this was made in the early 80s I think that this is the the message of this show is like we can stop conflict if we learn to look at except in love another culture or a niche of people um, and like find value in their way of life. And I, I think that's really cool. Um, you have that with the Zentradi who are sad at the, uh, the built, all the buildings they're destroying. Like they are acutely aware of like the destructive effect they are having on culture, uh, which was a, something that was foreign to them altogether. And I, you know, then we go from that to, you know, Max and Milia, uh, where 
you know, like, uh, Melia thinks, like, oh, we're gonna duel, we gonna go? And it's like, oh, wait, what is love? <laughs> Baby, don't hurt Don't me. hurt me, don't hurt, yeah, yeah, yeah. No more. Um, and then, you know, it, it culminates with the idea that, like, yes, these, these two races can coexist. Hopefully, I guess divorce wasn't, like, a super common, uh, <laughs> concept in the 80s. Uh, hopefully, this couple will continue to prosper, and it will be a sign that, you know, our human race and this alien race are not so different after all. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can learn to share our collective culture and celebrate um, this union. Don't you wish the real world was like that? <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be fucking awesome, wouldn't yeah. it? Um, I uh, mean, like, I feel like a lot of mecha anime... Um, you know, I, once again, I'm going back to Gundam, uh, but like, you know, I, I think like Gundam and Macross, the one thing that they have super in common is that like, you know, war can only end once we have learned to expand our sense of empathy. Mm. And in Gundam, that is a spiritual, that is a spiritual X factor that like, you know, even if you do not have that, like you have to trust the younger generation that will most assuredly develop this sense of empathy. You have to trust them to make the right decisions. Uh, Macross is a lot more like, you know, we have the power to approach another culture with an open mind, find something we love about it. And, you know, in this case, it is the human race that has everything and the Zentradi that have nothing. But like, you know, we can still make something out of that. Yes, that's, I, uh... I feel like the fact that Minmei is Chinese is super relevant to this. Um, how so? Just, uh... uh just because I think, um, you know, what little I know about Japanese politics and uh, uh, yes, Japanese-Chinese yes. relations, um, like, I feel like, you know... Yeah. Minmei can get a little, like, at least, you know, Minmei within the universe of Macross, like uh, the movie she's in, uh, can get a little orientalist. Uh, but at the same time, I think it, it is what, what the message that is trying to be conveyed is that like, you know, these were two cultures that I'm trying to find a, a right way to word this as someone who is a complete outsider to both cultures. Yeah. Um, cause I, cause the thing I'm thinking about, um, not, now you're mentioning that's getting my brain gears turning. Um, just because I know, just for what I know about history here is there definitely is some bla- bad blood between Japan and China just because of all the stuff that went down in Manchuria back, I think, around or before World War II. Um, mm-hmm. So that creates some tension here and there. And I do know that there is a decent-sized Chinese immigrant population in Japan. Yeah. So that, that's, like, again, like like you, I'm an outsider to all this. This is just basically the rough of what I know. So I can I can see the, the conflicts and sparky sparks here and there. Yeah. Um, you know, funny enough as it is, I, I feel like Robotech takes this a step further by making global Russian. Yeah. Cause in this global's just kind of a kind of a dude. He's just a Greif military officer, but he is pointedly Russian with a thick Russian accent in Robotech. 
isn't I think they changed his name slightly in Robotech. It's, it's, it's like, like Lowell. It's with a V go. instead of a B. Yeah. He isn't he isn't all encompassing in Robotech. Ha mm-hmm. Hey, there it is. Um so yeah, no, it's just it's a very interesting uh sentiment. Um and yeah, I guess like I never really thought too critically about Lin Min May's uh Chineseness before, Mm-mm. but like yeah, uh, with with these past couple episodes, like the gears really started to turn. Cool, so, yeah. I cool. I hadn't thought of that. Thought about myself. It's the gears are going here as well. Um, there there was another thing. Did you want to bring up as well? I I think that was like the major thing. Okay, um, there might have been something else, but I can't remember, and it probably wasn't that important. Gotcha. That was the big thing from these three episodes you were thinking yeah. about. I think that that was like the huge thing. That was what I was fixated on going into gotcha. this episode. Because uh, it's cool, cool to hear that brought up too. Because especially with how not Minmate, how really not Minmate focused these episodes have been. Like I think the most focus she gets is Hikaru being like, "Yo, your cousin's weird and yeah, weird." You say he just a friend. You say he just a friend. Oh, baby, yo, kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, cool. Uh, that's that's all I have at the moment. Any other thoughts bouncing around? Um, not really. All uh, right. Which is kind of weird considering it's me, but yeah. Alrighty. So let's just go right here into the Atano Circus of Plugs. So yo, our our home for the podcast, anchor.fm slash dude d u d e. You remember? Um, and those lovely folks push us out over to Spotify, Google Play Store, and Apple Podcasts. So please feel free to write us a review. Give us some stars. We'd like to hear from you. And then we're also on the Mark Zuckerberg Zone at Facebook.com slash remember. We're also on Twitter at remember. And then speaking of getting in contact with us, dude, if you wanted to shoot us an email, dudes and dudettes, or however you'd choose to identify dude or dupe or whatever, <laughs> um, uh, non-binary dude, um, go dude ahead. Dude as a gender neutral term. <laughs> yes, there you go. Um, go ahead and shoot us an email at dyrmcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And then we already did uh, plug Wrist System, but I'll say it one more time. Huge thanks to Chris Eakins, artist for Wrist System, for providing the show's key art. Um, you can buy that game now on Steam. It's like uh, a little over 10 bucks. Pick it up. It's great. If you want to see more of what Chris is up to, uh, follow at, at uh, Wrist System underscore game on Twitter. And then Mr. Dylan, Mr. Dylan, Mr. Dylan, on the internet, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing on um, the internet? Tell I'm me about it. Oh, I host a podcast with Coop, your friend and mine, Absolute Dreamboat Chris Wilson. Um, that is Backstage Gaming, where we talk about video games and acting, or rather the, the greater idea of storytelling. Um, and, you know, we, we talk about dubs versus subs. We, we've talked about... Um, Plot structure, uh, character archetypes, all this really good stuff that I think you guys should check out. Um, you should hit us up at uh, bsgpod.com. That is bsgpod.com. Uh, 
and so that's where you can download our episodes, contact us, uh, stuff like that. We are also on social media. We have a Facebook. We have a Twitter. Our handle is at BSG underscore cast. And you can also find us on YouTube. Um, and I am also featured on the Unexplored cast, which is an actual play podcast where uh, we have been using Monster of the Week. I think Season 2 is coming up and we're going to be using a different system. I will have to double check on that. But if you want to hear me play a Victorian-era fortune teller, uh, you should check out the Unexplored cast at unexploredcast or unexploredcast.libsyn.com. And if you want to go to my personal account, it is at the Dilla, T-H-A underscore D-I-L-A. Thank you, Ken. Fantastic. Um, if you want to see my personal nonsense and ramblings or see that I bought tickets to a Final Fantasy concert or whatever, yeah. um, go ahead and uh, give me a follow at, at Rider Strike. I post many stuff there, things. Uh, and before we go, um, uh, uh, I will also uh, give a special shout out again to, even though uh, Dylan just mentioned it, uh, please check out Backstage Gaming's Patreon, especially now because uh, our fellow Dream Boy, boy boat friend Chris, uh, his computer is on the fritz, and any little little bit of chump change you could throw at him to help out with getting them back and rolling here would be fantastic. So mm. please send them your love, uh, slather them with your love. They they deserve it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Coop. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, anyway, so that has been this week's episode of Dude, You Remember Matt Cross? Thank you for listening. We love y'all faces. I'm Coop. I'm Dylan. And thanks for listening. Y'all have a great week. We will see you later. Take care. Give, give me give me a sec sorry uh, i'll give you i'll give you all the sex i meant the seconds <laughs> ah! <laughs> you're editing that outtake in right i i was i, I, I guess so yeah i guess so <laughs> <laughs>